He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, November 25th, 2022. I hope you had a great week. I hope you're ready for a big weekend. I hope if you're in the United States of America, you have a four-day weekend. You had yesterday off for Thanksgiving, which is a commemoration of us stealing, taking advantage. You know what Thanksgiving is. It's a time to be grateful for all the things in your life, good, bad, complex, that contribute to who you are. We must, and I'm talking to myself as well, we must embrace the down, the less than heartening, and the challenging as much as we embrace the positive, the good, the profitable. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving weekend in the United States of America. If you are listening around the globe, thank you so much for... It looks like you move around. I can't figure it out, and I'm, I'm, I'm not that skilled or have not really... What am I trying to say? I've not dug into like why a country like Taiwan uh, or a country like Saudi Arabia has listeners to this podcast that are all over the country. I guess it means one person or a couple people listen to the podcast in those countries and they move around. And that's why it looks like you're listening in these different parts of these places. Anyway, I'm glad you're listening across the globe. And if you are, you're probably wondering, well, it's been all of like 36 hours since there's been a mass shooting in the United States. Are you all shooting your guns in celebration? I swear, we have a mass shooting in this country well, almost two times, two times a day, right? 600 thus far this year. I don't have the answers clearly other than trying to figure out where you go where you're not likely to be in a mass shooting. Can you go to work? No. Can you go to a Walmart? No. Can you go to a gay bar? No. Can you go to an elementary school? No. What places, can you go to a church? Can you go to a synagogue? Can you go to a, I don't know if we've had a shooting in a mosque, but it seems like when I say we should, I don't mean like it should happen, but like I know we've had them at synagogues. I know we've had them in churches and I know that uh, a lot of people hate Islam. So it probably for all I know, there has been a shooting in a mosque. It's just fucking mind boggling. And you know what? It's, it's it's normalized, and I'm not going to talk about this the whole podcast. It has become normalized. These things are now kind of reduced to like variables, like the gay bar in Colorado Springs, or the gay bar in Orlando, or the school in Connecticut, or the school in Florida, or the school in Texas or the workplace or the post office in Southern California, the McDonald's in Southern California. It's like they are, it's so diffuse and hard to get your uh, head around until, I suppose, the tragedy of these things touches each one of us individually and we decide to do something about it. This is also gallows humor. This is not good news. But it seems at this rate, it is just a matter of time before we each 
are personally touched by one of these events. Rest of the world, I want you to know that most Americans are in favor of, quote, sensible gun regulation. We have, like, despite what we tell you across the globe, we are not a true democracy. We are kind of uh, run by a minority of people. The moral minority, if you will. So, I just want you to know across the globe, the citizenry of the United States of America, like we are mostly pro-choice, also, we don't want to get rid of guns, the people in this country, but we would like some sensible policy, and we don't feel like we have that. And the feeling that I have about, about these mass shootings is, it's embarrassing. It, it's, it's, a, it's a number of things. I'm trying to figure out, at this moment in time, I'm not trying to get my act together, though... What am I going to do, work on a chunk of uh, gun material? I think the feeling that I, I... So when I read a joke, I tried to figure out... I, I'm like, it's coming from a place where I feel something, right? If you have a feeling, it's going to make for a better bit. And my feeling is, it's sad, but it's also very, very... Def I'm talking about my own uh, appraisal of these horrific events. It's sad... But it's also diffuse. Like I said, it's spread out and distributed across all these. Is it the parade outside of Chicago? Is it the uh, college in Oregon? You know, like it's just, is it the the bus ride? Is it the Virginia Tech campus? Is it, it's just insane. So it becomes hard when there are so many of them to process at a time. Frankly, it's maladaptive to slow down and think about what really, 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 really took place and what it means for all those people and all those people that love them and that community. The, the country and country music show in Las Vegas, they're just things. You know what I mean? Not, and, and I know that if you've been touched by this, I hope you don't perceive it as dismissive. I'm talking about it's at some point adaptive not to think too much about it because you wouldn't get out of bed in the day. Wouldn't get out of bed at the beginning of the day. What, but my feeling is, so it's sadness, but that is like kind of past. Not past, but it's crystallized into just like something enduringly, like a dull enduringly kind of depressing, right? It's just it's it's just insane that like you can put on the TV and you can see commercials where people are celebrating the holidays and sitting around with your families having turkey while there are mass shootings happening every single day in this country. So, if I've moved past not past sadness, but if the sadness is like I said, lodged itself deeper inside me into, uh, like I said, a kind of enduring, morose sense. Even anger is like, well, I told you, I'm enraged by the fact that someone would do it in a gay bar, right? Because, like I said last time, why is there a gay bar? Why why can't there just be a bar? 
Well, because straight people have made it very challenging for gay people. Right? So gay people have to go to their own bars where they can be them fucking selves. And that's not enough. But I think it's... Is it embarrassing? I think it's kind of embarrassment that I feel. I think... That's what I think it's kind of embarrassment, but it's it's like embarrassment and you know, certainly we all belong to groups uh, we all belong to individual groups that you know, we have complex feelings about, whether it's your family, your race, your religion. Um, but this I'm talking about my nationality as an American citizen. Love it or leave it. Speaking of love it or leave it, can you believe that Oliver Stone used to make movies questioning the assassination of the president? That he made a movie that essentially was a middle finger to the Vietnam War, starring the biggest movie star in the world at the time, Tom Cruise. Can you imagine how challenging that movie that movie would never get made today? Because we are so fucking soft and fascist. Uh, anyway. The point of this is, as an American, I feel I, I want my team to be better. I want my squad to be better. Does that make? That's what it is. I don't. It, so it's embarrassment, like not like you see me with my pants off and my little tiny wieners hanging out, and everybody's laughing at me. But like, fuck, man, aren't we better? Isn't our? Aren't we? this nation tighter than this better than this and you're listening across the globe and certainly in this country thinking no you're not and you were sold a bill of fucking goods if you ever believe that you were so that's where i am with it global citizens uh and i will move on from there it's just it's the emperor has no clothes Hey, did you see what happened? Like, we're having all these politicians are running for office and people are getting married and people are having children and people are getting divorced and getting jobs, getting fired from jobs. All these things are happening in this country. Life is persisting as ever. And they're still like, yeah, but what about this other thing? And it's like, dude, you know what's more important is telling a woman what she can do with her body which also is fucking embarrassing anyway how's your week been i hope you had a nice thanksgiving i uh, i forgot that we heard back from lnc and i i will uh i will pull up her message in just a, a moment but i'm recording this podcast using the remote recording uh setup that i have and i'm recording it sitting in a church of all things a church parking lot where there is believe it or not it's a massive parking lot you know off of a very busy street in atlanta how big is this place 10 acres massive and they don't pay a goddamn penny of property tax it's 
beautiful. What a setup. Anyway, thank you, churches, for letting me sit here and record this. I was on the fence, frankly. I went and got a coffee and came here to record the podcast today. I was on the fence between getting a coffee and doing it or getting a tall can of beer and sitting in the car and uh, using the remote setup. It's 4 p.m. when I'm recording this. Hopefully it's posted by 5 p.m. thereabouts. You can understand. The normal Friday setup is is not exactly in play because, uh, well, I was being a father this morning. Uh, unlike normal Fridays where my daughter is at uh, school, in quotation marks, by 8 o'clock or so. So, I was kind of torn in the spirit of, uh, you know, it was a holiday weekend, but also... I didn't, I don't know, it felt better to have a cup of coffee. The event of today, and maybe this is why I felt like getting a beer, is uh, it sounded cold and delicious at four in the afternoon, but also because the Christmas tree is up. That's right. This morning, the family, the three of us, went to Home Depot. Has there been a shooting there yet? Surely there has. But if you just Google Home Depot shooting, like, Multiple come up. I don't know where to go. I don't know where you go to... I know where you go. You go to places where there aren't guns. Or there are uh, tough gun uh, regulations, I suppose. Or at least sensible ones. What do you need an automatic long gun for? Well, I know. You want to shoot up a goddamn movie theater. We went to Home Depot, the three of us, and we selected a tree. And my three-year-old said, "Do you does the tree get a name? Like, what's the name of the tree? That's a good question. Like, I don't know, Christmas tree, oaky. <laughs> it's not a that'd be quite a Christmas tree if it were an oak. It's some sort of little per. Is it a Douglas fir or pine tree? I don't know. It's a little ish." It's a nice little tree. But I said, you know what the name of the tree is? Because I touched it and it fell over. Or I barely touched it and it fell over. Let's call it Neymar. <laughs> we got the, we got the, apparently Neymar's out of the World Cup already. Again, you know who I've said is the greatest soccer player of all time. It's Maradona for all the accomplishments while having the debilitating drug addiction. And you know what Maradona never did? He never lost to Saudi Arabia. I still, like Messi just did, I still am weirdly keeping the World Cup at arms. I can't, at arm's length, I can't figure out if that's good, if I'm supposed to. I know that maybe even as I'm talking, the United States is playing England, the three Lions. I don't know, I don't know if that's the right thing to do or not. It just feels like, it feels like, I guess, the right thing to do to not watch the World Cup, to not participate in it. Even as there are millions, literally millions of people, including the players, participating in the World Cup who know quite well and have uh, difficult uh, emotions around what it means that the World Cup is being held in Qatar and thousands of people died. Right? You know what I mean? Like Lots of people have complexity. I don't know around it. I don't know if this is the right, right approach or not. So anyway. The three of us, we picked out a tree, we named it Neymar, and we got it home, and it's pretty, 
it's a pretty fortunate existence we have. You buy the tree, the man saws the bottom of the trunk a little bit, so it's flat. They wrap it up in this, uh, you know, that white or that clear plastic stuff, stick it on your car, you drive home, carry it in, stick it in your stand, and you're off to the races. So we did that. We got it in the stand. We sort of figured out how it was going to look, which, which is the best side. And then we had leftovers. I mean, we took a pause before we were going to um, decorate the tree. It was the sensible thing to do because we were going to dig in, dig into uh, the decorating for probably a couple of hours, and you have a little nourishment. I am blown away by what a good cook my wife is. She made yesterday turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, peas, gravy, I think that's a cranberry. She made cranberry sauce, cranberry whatever, I guess you call it, sauce. From raw, raw cranberries, it was just unbelievable. And then she made a pumpkin, an eggless for my daughter, who still has a waning egg allergy. She made a pumpkin cheesecake, with an eggless pumpkin cheesecake, which was just unbelievable. She cooked most of the day. The girl and I went on like a two and a half hour walk. We partied in the front. We did we did chalk on the driveway. We did all sorts of things. So the girl and I spent most of yesterday today together, and my wife was cooking. But the, the here's, I almost feel like leftovers, which everybody loves, and I hope you're enjoying them today here in the United States of America. Leftovers, like how good they are is a function, obviously, of uh, how good they were cooked in the first place, but I almost feel like it's a tell, like like a nice haircut, like when someone's hair grows out nicely, I think stylists are like, that's a good haircut. Um, the, the, the way leftovers hold up, I guess is a better way to say it, is indicative of how good they are. My wife is just an amazing cook. So we had a really nice Thanksgiving meal yesterday, the three of us, uh, we are thankful, we are thankful for this food, for this food, and for one another, and for one another gathered here, gathered here. We love our bread, we love our butter, but most of all, we love each other. Bon appetit, now you may eat napkins in your laps, plates to your tummies. <laughs> that is the song that my daughter has brought home from her school, and that's the one we sing before every meal. Sometimes when my daughter is really uh, food motivated, she sings it about as fast as you can possibly sing it. So we had the leftovers today. Oh, and then last night, by the way, a neighbor, not neighbor listens to the podcast, a different neighbor said, hey, we're uh, starting the fire pit and going to have some dessert outside if you want to come over. And my wife and daughter walked over while I did the whole kitchen. I cleaned everything pretty well. I did... Uh, sober, by the way. Some, you know, sometimes you're cleaning it. You can have a Thanksgiving cleaning and be like, oh, did I really get everything? Um, I list, I, so I cleaned the kitchen while my wife and daughter walked uh, a couple blocks to a neighbor's house. I cleaned the entire kitchen while listening to Almost Killed Me by The Hold Steady. And I had a glass of champagne. It was a great time. And then I walked over there 
and conferred with uh, my neighbors and their in-laws and whoever else, and it was a good time. So it was a great Thanksgiving, right until the very goddamn end, I gotta be honest, right until the very end, when my daughter and I, maybe because we spent so much time together, maybe because she was up like three hours before her normal, three hours after her normal bedtime on Thursday night, uh, my wife left the neighbor's house first, and then my daughter and I hung out there for another 30, 40 minutes, something like that. My daughter, angelic in countenance, <laughs> I don't know, she was fine. She had a good time playing with uh, our friend's four-year-old. And then the second we get to the perimeter of their property, she starts acting like the biggest asshole in the whole world. The straightest line to our house is up a block, over a block, and up a block. And she said, no, I want to take this hugely circuitous route around like the whole neighborhood to go home. And I said, no, girl, we're going home. It's late. It's, it's way past your bedtime. And we're not worried. We're even skipping shower and you might have to go to bed with a dirty bum. Clean your bum. But And she just gave me an endless amount of shit. And I was just, I was crestfallen. I was frustrated because not only did she, here's why I was frustrated. Not only did she give me an endless amount of shit, just like, you're going to cry if I don't carry you. You're going to cry if I carry you. You're going to cry if I leave you in the street. And what you know this means is she was just overtired and didn't have capacity or the tools to self-regulate and say, Dad, come on, man, just hook me up. I'm fucking exhausted and and hook me up and just understand that and put up with this. But I was like getting frustrated. I was like, what the fuck? I wasn't say that to her, obviously, but... So for this three block up, over, and up from their house to our house, she was just wailing, just out of like sheer at the end of her rope. And I'll, like I've told you before, I think those things also are uh, enhanced when she leaves, you know, uh, events where she probably was on a little bit, right? She was just a charming, well-behaved child at our friend's house. And then, like, the second we get out to the perimeter of their property, uh, she falls apart. And I actually, when we got up this morning, I'm not a big, like, let's rake up old graves. And I don't want her to feel self-conscious about how she is too much. But I said to her this morning, you know, it wasn't the first thing. I said, hey, do you remember when we were walking home last night? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, you were kind of upset. And I, she said, yeah. And I said, I... I get it. And, you know, I was probably, I, w- I said I was frustrated, and you may have picked up on that. <laughs> I was frustrated, and you know why? I said because I couldn't, I didn't know how to solve your problems. And this is a little bit, this is fucking probably way over her head. I didn't have, but I didn't have the, it'd be like someone who's, uh, someone who's thirsty, and you give them every single beverage, and it, is not what they want to quench their thirst. That's what I felt like. I like I and I didn't tell her that. I'm telling you that. I didn't know how to put out the fire. Is what it was. Do you want me to hold you? Do you, we, sometimes if we're having a bit of a moment of crisis, um, I'll say, "Do you want to lean on me?" Because we listen to that song and we think about what Bill Withers is saying. Um, and she, you know, usually she's like, "Yes, I want to lean on you," and we just kind of hug and uh, smiles all around. Smiles, everyone smiles. And if you don't get that reference, then you probably weren't watching TV in 1981. It's, of course, from Fantasy Island, starring Ricardo Montalban 
and Hervé Biaches. I don't know how to say their names. Um, Ricardo Montalban is, I think, how you say it, who also was terrific in Naked Gun. That's right. Mr. Drebin. Yes, I see. Now, if you remember Ricardo Montalban, you'll know I'm doing a reasonable impression. If you don't know what Fantasy Island is, why don't you look it up and go watch an episode or two and tell me how racist and cliched and uh, scary and hilarious it is now. I can only imagine. Um, anyway, I just didn't, I didn't have the tools to soothe her, and I, I told her that this morning. I, I, did, I, I said, I don't want it to be... Uh, you know, lean on me didn't work. We couldn't smiles. Everyone smiles. I don't want to put that pressure on you, but there was no solve. Anyway, I just told her that, and she said, okay. <laughs> so we had the leftovers. We then decorated the tree. We only broke a bulb or two, two bulbs, I think we broke. And we listened to a, at her school, she's singing. I don't know if she's she's in the little chorus at her school. And the instructor, the teacher, the music person sent a playlist of songs for us to uh, put together. So we did that and we listened to, uh, what are the songs? Jingle Bells, obviously. The little Drummer Boy. She's big on rump-a-pum-pum-pa-rump. I don't know what pa-rump-a-pum-pum means, but... That was on there. Uh, and it wasn't just Christian songs, because there's the Kwanzaa song 7 is on there, and a song called Eight Days of Hanukkah, which I had not heard before and or known of. And it was written by, I think, U former Utah senator or current Utah senator, Orrin Hatch. I thought it was a joke. Do you know Orrin Hatch? And is he Jewish? Well, uh, apparently, I guess he did. Oh, speaking of, uh, a second ago I paused and took a sip of my coffee. I paused the recording. It's nothing to do with Orrin Hatch. And I, I Googled just for fun uh, on my phone Home Depot shooting, and it auto-completed Home Depot shooting Dallas, Home Depot shooting Chicago, Home Depot shooting Fresno. So you can't go to Home Depot either. Didn't, I, I didn't click through, and you know this is not a podcast where I'll ever look at the internet uh, without you, but I was like, oh, come on, are we better than that? Uh, Orrin Hatch wrote a song called Eight Days of Hanukkah, so I guess he's Jewish, or he's just uh, rare for a senator. He's thinking about other religions and empathizing with them and writing... That's pretty bizarre. That'd be pretty wild if he were not Jewish and wrote Eight Days of Hanukkah. That's, uh, he must be Jewish then. Because in this day and age, I don't think he would be allowed to tell that story. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I just don't think that he'd be given a wide berth to express. Uh, anyway. So we did that, and then, and then after the playlist ended, we listened to the Pogues, because tis the season. And that brings us to where we are right now on Friday afternoon. I mentioned last time we spoke that Limerick 
has been tightened up and the shows have been, I think, better for it. I, I, I mean, I know they've been better for it. I mean, Limerick on Tuesday night was everything I wanted it to be. It was the homecoming show of everyone who had been out of town or blah, blah, blah. It had that vibe of this is a night and a half or two nights before Thanksgiving. And it was just a bloodbath. It was everybody killed. And we did bullet spots. Ugonch Malik did a bullet spot. Nikki All Caps Murphy did a bullet spot. It was great. Crystal Pierce was on. Why am I blanking on who else was on? Brent Starr was on. Greg Barons. It was really fun. And a ton of people showed up for lightning round. It was a good time. But on that last podcast, I mentioned that I had posted a video of uh, just an innocent enough interaction with a guy in the front row. And it I posted on Instagram and TikTok. And it when I, whatever I said the other day, it had 1,200 views or 1,200 likes, I should say. Well, like as of last night or today, uh, it had like, 5,800, or it was closing in on 6,000 likes. I don't know how all that works, but thank you so much for liking. (laughs) And I got new followers because of it, and I bet no one who saw that video is listening to this podcast. But if you are, thank you so much for spreading the word, and if you are new to the podcast, uh, there are some themes that will emerge over time. One is, this is a... This is a journey into hypocrisy. <laughs> My own and everyone else's. Uh, but anyway, it, that was a it was kind of interesting to see it go like that. And actually, a couple people mentioned it to me at Limerick. For me, that's going. 6,000 likes. But they're going to keep coming. I posted one today about, um, you know, following a comic with an anti-Asian uh, joke. And uh, we'll see what happens with that one. So I mentioned LNC had checked in earlier, and then I will let you get back to your uh, lives here. Uh, I will make a note here of, uh, let me find her email, where is it, please? And then I'll let you get back to your lives. But LNC, uh, here we go. She said, this is uh, two days ago, she sent a happy Thanksgiving, oh, she said fishtails. She said fishtails is the subject of, so this is two emails from LNC in like the last week, which suggests to me we're on the right path, we're moving, the trend line is heading in the right direction, and for all of us, it's never perfectly linear, like, hey, I'm going to make this change in my life and it's going to go perfectly. But the fact that she has, you have, Ellen, emailed twice in the last week really is encouraging to me, and I'm sure people who listen to the podcast. So uh, clap it up for Ellen. Ellen, happy Thanksgiving to you, and I'm going to read your um, your message here. Fishtails is the subject, and then the first, she I open her up, it says, Happy Thanksgiving, four or five exclamation marks. Please do not take a break in December. We need you on a regular basis. Well, need is a very, very strong word, but I appreciate that. She said, I speak for all listeners when I say the only way we'll accept your hiatus (laughs) is if you say you need a break 
to focus on the girl. I like how you capitalize the girl, because that's how I think of her, as the girl. There's only one. The only way we'll accept your hiatus is if you say you need a break to focus on the girl or your family, or you need to pause recording the podcast to focus on other pursuits, like planning the girl's 30th birthday bash. Oh my gosh, I'd be so excited. So exciting. She said, I appreciate and share your anger mixed with sadness over the Club Q debacle. I know you were trying to avoid it, but I applaud you for speaking about it. Thank you. I mean, I don't know if I need to be applauded. I I don't need, sorry. I I know I don't need to be applauded for it. I just, uh, I feel like I'm the fucking commercial with like, hey, everybody gathering for the holidays, turkey sort of dude, if I don't acknowledge it. You know what I mean? If I don't uh, talk about it, if I don't, I'm, I'm complicit almost if I just fucking, but also you don't want to tune into a podcast that's allegedly about military history, self-help and stand-up comedy to hear me talk about mass shootings in the United States of America. I know you're trying to avoid it, uh, but I applaud you for speaking about it. Instead of just burying our heads in the sand, we should honor the injured and their loved ones by not sitting quietly. Yeah, so what to do, what to do. Write your fucking congressperson. Well, yeah, I know. The data are there, congresspeople. Just look. I'm glad you didn't glaze over that tragic headline and uptick of the unfortunate statistic. Yeah, and you can tell Ellen is like even using language that kind of distances it because it's adaptive. That the uptick, meaning the uptick of the unfortunate statistic, that is, that is just a. That's a way of saying one more mass killing of innocent people in this country by a heavily armed uh, fellow citizen. When we become numb and not bothered by it, is when I truly worry about this world we are raising our children in. Uh, I think we are numbed. I don't think we're not bothered. And I truly worry about the world we're raising our children in. Um, thank you again for everything you do for the GMAT universe and everything you are doing to reach your two main goals. I'm regaining my pep with every commute home that I get to hear the podcast. Well, great. Let's go. You know what? I'm recording this Friday afternoon, and after this coffee is uh, settled and coursing through my veins, what kind of coffee does he drink? I drink when I go to Starbucks, and somebody gave me a $25 gift card. And who was that? It was my wife. Where'd she get it? From my dad, like, three years ago. (laughs) So, thank you to him. I go to Starbucks. I order a black coffee with a shot of espresso inside it. No one has ever told me what that is actually called. So someone might have said it's like a hammerhead. Anyway, it's delicious, and it, it'll get you going. Ellen, it's Friday afternoon, meaning uh, in a little while, uh, people are going to be off work, hopefully not working at night. I'm going to be done with the coffee. Then I'll make sure I hydrate, and then maybe I'll uh, have a little glass of something and uh, go tell some jokes. I'm regaining my pep with every commute home that I get to hear the podcast. Thank you. Still not in maximum overdrive yet, and that is why I sent the, or she's saying why the blue heart is so symbolic to me now. That's right, because she sent it in that last, the blue heart um, uh, emoji. I didn't know what it meant. 
She said, the blue heart is so symbolic to me now. For me, it means I still have a lot of sadness, blue, but I still have love, heart, to give to those who allow me to be more like myself. Fuck yes. Okay, so that's what the blue heart means. It's like, I'm sad. You're sadder, but wiser, and you're resolute and still full of love, and you're getting up. You're getting back on your feet after whatever happened, and I don't need to know it. I'm just saying it's. Gl- I'm glad to see that you're headed in the right direction. Thank you for letting LNC go through it and emerge on the other side. Yeah, well, sure, of course. Thanks for seeing me through. Uh, oh, blue heart and the peace emoji plus LNC. So peace, love, and LNC. Um, P.S. Send me some coasters. I will. Send me your address, please, and I will send you some coasters. Tell me how many you want. I'm so excited for GMAT merch. Hell yeah. Uh, no, you don't need to Venmo me. I will send them to you. I got coasters made and they are killer. I got, and I got them, I took possession of them at Limerick the other night and I, I think they look great. I'm really excited about them. I'm really excited for people to look at them, throw them onto the ground. You need I don't want to make t-shirts with my name on them. And you know what? People probably don't want to fucking buy them. But you got to have a little forget-me-not. You know, a little forget-me-not. And uh, especially when you go on the road. I th- I used to... I actually probably told you. I so, I've sold a few Limerick t-shirts on the road. which People just want to have something that they can maintain a connection, etc. So I will send you coasters. Anybody else who wants a coaster, feel free to let me know. I would be... I'd be happy to send you some coasters. They turned out, I think, exactly how I wanted them to. And I would like to uh, thank Shelly Gruenberg for designing them and then having them. She recognized who a client would be, me, an old person who just wants everything done for them and just tell me how much I can pay or how much I need to pay. So it was great. She designed them. She had them made, and I said, whatever it costs, just charge me a premium. And they and she were not exorbitantly expensive. So um, I'm really grateful. So ch- check her out on Instagram. Her handle, I think, is uh, not, might be not Shelly Joe with an E-Y. Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Joe. Not Shelly. I think it's not Shelly Joe. She's done Limerick. She'll do Limerick again. And I'm really uh, appreciative of the fact that she made the the podcast coasters. The podcast, the first piece of merch for the podcast. So if you want one, even if you're in Chicago, but especially if you are outside of the United States, send me your address and I will send them to Saudi Arabia. I will send them to Botswana, to Congo. I will send them to Portugal. Come on, Portugal. I will send them to Argentina. I will send them to central New Jersey. Argentina lost to Saudi Arabia in soccer. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine what happened in the streets of BA. Still, still my team, uh, you know, on a global stage. In in the World Cup, I'm pulling for Argentina. I told you that before. The uh, Abe Celeste, however you say that. Anyway, that is all I'm going to, I don't want to say bore you with, because maybe you were stimulated by it, I want to presume. 
thank you for listening. Uh, I Like I said, if you're in the United States, I hope... I'm not going to harp on this shooting thing, but what are we doing? Aren't we... Can't we want to have a little bit more for ourselves? Maybe not. Maybe enough people want... It doesn't seem like it, though. Want these mega guns in everyone's hands. Once again, by the way, it was a... Uh, was a good guy without a gun who beat the shit out of the guy in uh, the club Q shooting anyway enough of this depressing shit have a great weekend and i look forward to giving you or and you know what i'm not going to charge anybody who who emails me at yes just gmail.com any the coasters are coming to you for free and i said that like my daughter sings that song yes just at gmail yes joe smith at gmail.com have a great weekend i'll talk to you on tuesday